we are back. This is the KG and Fifth Ward Wildcat Podcast once again. How's everybody doing out there? Let's get this show on the road. It's July 1st. A few hours ago, the NBA owners decided to lock out the players and remove all their images and pictures and likenesses on the NBA.com and all of the team websites. If you haven't noticed, check out the other websites. Check that out. But for those who don't know, I'm KG of the Houston Round Ball Review. My website is www.houstonroundballreview.com. Once again, that's houstonroundballreview.com. My partner is the Fifth Ward Wildcat. Say hello to everybody. Sir, how you doing? Today is good. Today is a good day. At least I do have some kind of sports report to carry me through for the next 12 months. Well, that's, that's good for you. That's good for you today. <laughs> I'm saying that. I'm saying that in, uh, in just and hoping, hopefully that uh, all of this gets done. But uh, is that better? Thank you, sir. Uh, but uh, let me start with that. Tell you what, we'll start with the uh, college stuff and then we'll jump right into the. Uh, Where can folks find the information, man? Well, they can find it at www.kingsizeview.com. Look for it's a king size view. You can find it at 16 of the Fiesta stores here in town. We have 32 outlets here and about a couple of restaurants. Uh, in the area, in the region, and we cover high school and college sports. Uh, we also do uh, reviews on autos and uh, see something you, you might like. Like, if you have a question about anything, just contact uh, Mr. Prather, King Arthur, at uh, www.kingsizeview.com. That's a contact page, and you can ask him about any vehicle that's uh, on the market today that you have a question about. Uh, you can also find me the college sports report. Order, uh, report, which is my byline, at uh, blog uh, blogspot.com And both of us are on Twitter. What's your handle? Twitter, Twitter handle, sir. Uh, Twitter handle is AKSBVCSR. Uh, and mine is the, the or the T-H-E-H-R review. Y'all know it's Twitter.com, the H-R review. I'm on there quite a lot. We'll see how much I'll be on there in the next few months considering it. I have no NBA basketball to uh, to discuss. So let's get let's get after it. You know I'm not happy. That's true. You know I'm not. But I saw this coming two years ago. Um, so what happened? Well, I mean, it, it, uh, let's start from there. Because there is basically a timeline to get us to this point because as you say a lot of the powers that be saw this coming because of TV, money, small markets, big markets, owners changing, the teams changing hands, had a team to, to move in the last uh, three or five years. So what, what, what started the process? Well, basically the last agreement started the process. The owners... The uh, 98 or the readjustment? readjustment. Uh, the readjustment started, you know, a lot of the owners, a few of the owners feel like that deal was not made in their best interest. That's why they're claiming to have lost money and that they're losing money. Naturally, the players see it differently. 
And it, you know, one of the factors it comes down to a general accounting principles. You know, the players believe that owners account certain things, you know, especially if things have been sold, and that expense or that um, amount of money, talking about amortization, you know, all the accounting terms and stuff. And um, Deadspin.com leaked, linked, reported yesterday, I believe, on Thursday, that uh, they showed some financial figures from uh, New Jersey Nets from 0405. So that is a few years ago, obviously, but showed how the Nets were reporting numbers to make it seem like they were losing money when they, in actuality, made a profit. So it depends on how the owners are counting, counting their numbers for those accounting purposes. The owners are doing it one way, players are doing it another. The way the owners are doing it, 22 out of the 30 NBA teams have lost money. The way the players do it, that's about 8 to 10 teams have lost money. Uh, there was an article, uh, one of the business publications that I linked to on Twitter yesterday, claimed that uh, as bad as the Knicks were up until this season, the 09-10 season, the Knicks made a profit of $64 million. The Orlando Magic, on the other hand, was a superstar. Small market franchise, though, had operating losses of $23 million. So you have a range of $87 million between the ultimate half and a half not. Now, you wouldn't even think of it, the Orlando Magic, as being a half not. But how the owners are calculating it, well, there they are. Well, I'm going to ask this question. Would it have to do with uh, their location? Because in New York, we know for a fact that a suite in a garden is, what, three separate, 350 or 325 uh, for a year, for a season. And in Orlando, it's probably less than 100000 Well, would that have one, of, well, one of the big factors is, I mean, because the Knicks ticket prices, suite prices, are probably the highest in the NBA, and, and they even raised the price up for the, whenever the season does start. But one of the big reasons is the TV contracts that teams have in New York and L.A., the TV deals that they have with um, MSG in New York, Cablevision, I guess more more precise, in L.A. and the Lakers with um, Fox Sports, Comcast, all these deals are astronomical. They, they dwarf the smaller market TV deals that a team like Oklahoma City receives. And even the Rockets, Rockets made a profit of $35.9 million in the 09-10 season. And that deals, that money should grow because of their new TV contract they're going to have with the Astros, which starts in, I think, two seasons. So it's a, it comes down to, my opinion, to have and have not to big market, small markets, owners. And we can talk about uh, nationally, as our players believe, the owners are the ones offering the contracts. The owners are the ones giving players who, who aren't worth it, such as Eddie Curry, huge contracts, guaranteed money, of course, over six, seven years. And then those guys flame out, don't live up to those, their contracts. And that's, one of, that's what they're citing as big reasons, as big losses or big expenses. And the players say, hey, well, we, we didn't say give so-and-so player X that huge amount of money. We, that was not, we didn't force you to do that. If a fan is in the same position, the fan's going to take it. No fan's going to say, no, Mr. Owner, I'm not worth that much money. So, no, I don't want, I don't take that money out of your, out of your hand. So, no, sir, I'm not going to take it. Clearly, we all do that. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask this question because I'm being a fan today. Um, why is that such a dis- 
belief or disgruntled amongst the owners, the NBA owners, just so to speak, that they don't want to use the NFL's revenue sharing plan, which has, for whatever reason, made that work. Whereas that's not the, they, they, as much as they're fighting amongst each other, that's not the issue that has come up, but in the NBA it has. Well, Commissioner David Stern and uh, Adam Silver, the, I think the NBA COO, has cited that they don't want to introduce any revenue sharing plan as part of the discussions until they get a model, a business model, which helps owners get profit. So then, then that would be profit, but not according to them. Why not? So the players, that's what the players are citing as a reason for the discussion and agreement. The players want to do that. That hasn't even been discussed. Revenue sharing has not been discussed in any of these meetings. They, they will not introduce it until they have a business model which will, I won't say guarantee, but that really what they're looking for is for all 30 teams to make a profit. And once they do that, then they can go discuss revenue sharing. And that's one of the biggest reasons for the wide gulf in the uh, both sides. Now let's, let's, let's get to the chase. Do you believe that there will be an NBA season in 11-12? Not, not a truncated 50-game version like we had before. Correct. Do you believe there will be a season, period? If it boils down to... And this is the part that I do understand because I've witnessed it firsthand. The dual team owners that have owner, that have ownership in the uh, National Hockey League, the NBA, if that group holds to, to holds everybody's feet to the fire, at least uh, makes uh, makes the uh, small market uh, owners understand that at the end of the day, we will be able to make a profit. It may take a year or two, but we will be able to make a profit. If that group holds everybody's feet to the fire, I don't see a year in NBA basketball 11-12 because that group sat down and shut the league out. Now, with that being said, there was an available outlet for their guys to go and keep playing because of minor leagues all around the country and then sending guys over back overseas to play international. The NBA does not have that format. You and uh, a couple of knowledgeable report, NBA reporters have all said that at some point this league will exist in Europe. Do you think at some point this will come out of this of what happens this year out of this 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 CBA contract? Well, let me touch on that. Let me remind everybody who they're listening to. Um, I'm KG, and, and he is the Fifth World Wildcat, and you listen to our podcast. And we thank you for listening. Regarding overseas, there's, there's going to be a division, an NBA division, European division, international division, whatever you want to call it, in the future. I'm not sure how long uh, part of the line is going to be. Five, ten years, maybe. That day's going to happen. There's going to, at one point, there will be a true world championship. And to have that, you're going to have to have teams overseas, international, compete in the NBA. There are teams, there are super, super, superstars can go overseas now and make similar, if not equivalent, salary that they make in the NBA. 
that does not oh that's not the case for the mid stars or the unknown players to go and um, go overseas and make millions of dollars. You know, the average salary in the NBA is five million dollars. Median salary may be two million dollars, whatever. The unknown guys, less known guys, won't get that overseas. You not have known players from this area, from Houston area, who were good college players, average players, whatever, who made a nice living overseas. But a nice living overseas is not two million dollars per season. And correct me if I'm wrong. They're not. They're not getting. That. I don't, don't want to name names, but you you now both know specific players. And you coach some of them. Yep. They did not make two million dollars per year overseas. Right. Right or wrong. That's true. Okay. So I don't see that now. And every team. That's the. That's the other part of the, the, the equation. Every league is not the same. The, 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 the talent is not the same, and the structure is not the same. So with that being said, for whatever reason, the women, they figured out how to make the women these work. But on the fellas' side, you and I both know going to Europe and playing from what I from the guys that I've, I've known and I've talked to everything is included in the contract and it's added up meaning are you getting housekeeping are you getting free food are you getting free housing uh, you know bringing family over back, traveling back and forth that's all included in your contract here it's just a straight up you know uh, money deal and then the rest of it is on you to, to take your expenses if someone says he's getting half a million that's a half a million included in a, a villa rooms uh, 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 catering housekeeping tra- uh, uh, vehicle all this included in your check now when you say to a guy that's out of high that's yeah out of high school uh, that's a customer getting a $500 check and everything else you know when he looks up and see his check, you know how some of these guys are, because they they are, they may look like they spend a lot, but they are cheap. Oh yeah, they are tight. I don't see five hundred thousand dollars. Well, that's the contract that you signed, and trust me, a lot of these guys don't understand that in Europe, those contracts can be broken. Drop of a hat, no doubt, and it, and it can be dropped, dropped just like we do fantasy. If you if you are not to uh, uh, take care of business on the basketball court, or you get in trouble, bam, you up and down. Yep. And somebody else holds your passport. You're not free to travel. That's true. And a, a culture shock for a lot of these guys. That would be the most prevalent. Not yeah. being able to move around. The, the, the superstar, megastar players would would have obviously would have less issues overseas than unknown players. You know, LeBron James is going to get cut if he, you know, comes to practice late or whatever yep. in, in Russia. That's not going to happen. But um, a player like, I don't want to pick on somebody, but just, you know, listen, you know guys who are in the NBA who are solid players, but they aren't superstars. You know who I'm talking about. Just yeah. had one of them going over there yeah. and acting unprofessional. He's gone. It's not even going to be an issue. But forget all that stuff. I'm still upset about the lockout, though I'm not surprised by it. I hope that there will be a season in 11-12. I don't believe. But I do believe that there is a chance that the season will be canceled. 
which gets me to my point of people have already talked about well we're not going to both sides neither side is going to come to the table or, or negotiate or present their best offers until they either start missing checks or start missing games or what have you well correct me if I'm wrong the Vegas Summer League was already canceled so that's already something that's been missed and that's important that's important for the rookies that's important for the first year players to get better it's important for the coaches Coaches. it's important for the referees to and guys with the French guys all, all those guys it's important for them to get looks for other teams mm-hmm. as free agents it's important for those guys to be seen by other international teams mm-hmm. so canceling the Vegas Summer League is important so that just saying well you know nothing must have been missed by, right now that's, that's not true because that got canceled that was the first thing to get canceled and it was quietly done unless you travel a lot or you are in that circle that wasn't even mentioned to the players you know and, and the, the, the gyms where the games are held oh, yeah. all, all the staff involved and all that that's money that those employees will not get because that's been cancelled so there's already been people impacted negatively because of a lockout so if Vegas, this, this if, is real cheap, folks. If, if that is already the case, then there's no reason for these two sides to not negotiate and get down to the nitty-gritty and make offers and get something done. I don't, you know, I'm not concerned about, well, nothing is happening. We're not missing. You are missing something. It's, a, it's more important to me and you because you are so impacted by this, especially if this goes on throughout the season. Mm-hmm. It's important to folks who work at the arenas. It's important to all those in-arena staff. It's important to the team staff. So you're impacting people much more who, who can be damaged financially by especially a season-long lockout than billionaires and millionaires. So think about that. I'm asking you to think about that, owners. I'm asking you to think about that, players. And push come to shove. At the end of the day, the owners are much more much well some of them have, are, have created up to their eyeballs but they have they're worth more than the players yes there are some players who generate more money and clearly the fans don't pay don't spend a hard on money to see an owner on the basketball floor but the players and you realize something the owners were wealthy before this yep the owners will be wealthy after this yep so please do not try to be macho or cheated or, or not try to hold on for every last penny or dime at the expense of an entire basketball season because once that season is gone that's one year out of your basketball playing career that is gone you're not getting that back think about that what else you want to talk about you think this is uh, Billy Hunter's uh, last go round yes him and David Stern, I think this will be their last uh, big-time negotiation, and they'll both step down at the end of this, at the end of the agreement. Uh, and I don't see Commissioner Stern, especially if it's a 10-year deal. I don't think he'll be around as commissioner for that entire 10 years. So what do you think will be his legacy out of the CBA? Billy Hunter and David Stern? Both. Well, it naturally depends on the outcome. If a season, if the entire season is lost, both guys' name will be mud in my eyes. Um, you know, clearly both men have done a lot. They've turned down a lot for the NBA, especially the growth of the league from 83, 84, when the finals were on tape delay. Uh, dream team, a whole bunch of, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, 
the Bad Boys era, the Showtime era, Boston era, Celtics, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, all that was fantastic. But if they lose an entire season, then all those great things will be diminished because it'll be on top of a truncated season of 50 games. So they've already done this once. Mm-hmm. So they don't learn from their mistake, and then to lose an entire season, just make it worse. But they're the same way. I don't especially from a player's point of view. You can argue to me that the owners, some owners would be better off without basketball for a whole season. But from a player's point of view, once that season is gone, you don't get it back. So Billy Hunter goes to the players and said, yes, we're going to stand strong, be united, and miss a whole year of basketball, miss a whole year of your career. That's not going to fly with me. And I don't, and I don't see how that's going to work with most of the players, especially the veterans, the middle-class guys, and younger guys. What do you think? If I'm, I'm looking at it from, today I'm looking at it from a fan point because at some point, there has to be a fan revolt in one of these leagues. We and I both know it won't happen in football because that's just the mentality of who we are as sports fans. Football yes. fans are drunk with the NFL. <laughs> they're addicted to the NFL. They are. We recover just once a week. And we live for that, for that, that one exactly. day well, out of our lives. Yes. And I mean, because think about it. I mean, football is a machine. Football, the football draft is now three days. It's an event. It's grown so much. It's a mega monster. But think about what fans do. They are, quote-unquote, forced to pay whatever season ticket prices for the preseason games. Star players don't play more than a quarter in most of those games, but they have to put down their money for those games in order to get regular season tickets. If fans would have stood up years ago and said, we're not going to take it, and we're not paying full price for a half product years ago, NFL would have changed that because that's what the public dictates. They didn't do that. Fans been going along to get along because they feel like they can't do without football season tickets. So they go ahead, well, we're going to, I'm going to spend my money. It's not worth it. But that's what they do. Fan revolt. I don't want to insult the public. You know, well, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I mean, we are who we are. But we are both media and we do receive credentials to cover the sports we cover. But we do also spend money to go to games as well. That's true. Okay. But neither one of us will spend money that we don't have on crap. And that, I think, is one And yes, I said crap. Because I don't see the NBA being able to have the ability to do what uh, the NFL did years ago. I agree. Because they don't have that kind of fan backing because the product is different. And I don't know whether it's because it's the mentality of the fan that goes for those games or is it the, uh, or whether it's the, the product that's out on the floor. We pay for superstars. You and I both know that. We'll go and pay what certain guys play no matter where, when, uh, right. or how. But in the NBA, there's not a lot of guys that, that, that can command that kind of respect as far as getting the, the, the dollar. Right. So with that being said, do you think out of this group will that be 
any emerging uh, mid-level guy that will emerge to be the voice of reason out of this bunch because earlier this week, Shane Battier, who is not a, uh, a regular committee member, uh, but he is a, a still a rep, asked Billy Hunter a question. Which Billy Hunter did not answer. Shane asked him. You know what I'm talking about. If Billy would take a dollar for his salary while his negotiations going on. And Billy did not answer the question. He got, he looked at Shane cross-eyed and did not, did not answer the question. Now, when I did, when I saw that, because I put it up on video, and I read that, I was like, that's why I asked that question. Billy just lost respect of the veterans of his group for the wrong reason. And that's possible because Demore Smith on the NFL side, his NFL counterpart, shall we say, is taking a dollar. I think uh, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, and Demore Smith, the since they are a trade association rather than a union, he is the leader of the trade association. They're both taking a dollar salary while all this is going on for the year. Ironically, well, not ironically, oddly enough, I have not heard anyone ask Mr. Stern if he will take a dollar. And the other thing, too, he made a statement and put it in print for his, his non-contact group. Now, we didn't hear that to where the NFL situation going on. He basically said, before we even get started, when I say don't speak, I mean don't speak. And the fine is a million dollars. That is fine. Right. It, it doesn't matter who it is or when, where, how. That means cleaner, doctor, whatever, don't talk. These guys are going to be put on their own to get that stuff done. And I didn't realize the fine was going to be, of course, I didn't know it was going to be a million dollars, but during the Rockets, you know, it was gears a little bit to the Rockets. I don't know why I'm talk about it. I'm not going to talk about play-wise, but uh, switching gears just a bit. During the uh, introduction of the Rockets of the rookies to the media, I asked Coach Kevin McHale and uh, General Manager Darren Moore what their contingency plans were for, I didn't say lockout, I said for the upcoming event that you cannot talk about. What are the contingency plans for the rookies to work out, keep themselves in shape, go over the place, you know, things like that. And he's, he's one of Moore or McHale could not answer it. Did not answer it for fear of being fined. Now I know why they were afraid to answer because the fine was a million dollars. That works for me. That would yeah. keep, keep my mind so too. <laughs> I believe that you got a crazy like, and that's they looked at me kind of cross-eyed too. Like, well, we can't answer that, you know. And I even went to I asked Maury first, and then went to Kevin. They both looked at me like, why is he asking me after you ask him? You know, it's my job as a reporter to ask questions, whether you answer it or not. Right. That's on you. Right. But so. Why I just don't. I'm more of a fan when it comes to this because I just cannot. I do not want to see the NBA shut down for an entire season. But if it happens, I will adjust. I will adapt. I will cover college basketball more than I did before. That's fine with me. You know, I do what I got to do to keep the Houston Brown Bar view alive. It's been around since '94. You know, through a lot of ups and downs, mostly downs, but it's still here. The website is going looking better and better each day. I'm doing podcasts now, so I'm still here. You're still here. You and I both know things could be better, but you, we both know things could be worse. That's true. And folks, trust me, we have, well, let me, let me cut a little bit. Uh, yes, that is true. 
Yes, we're going to wrap it up yeah. shortly. Uh, this is KG and the Fifth Wildcat. This is our second podcast. We're still getting the kinks side up, but uh, we're going to get better. We hope to get better the more we do these things. Anything you want to talk about on the college side? Um, I tell you what, uh, I'm going to say it this. First, we've got our a repeat champion for the men's college World Series this year. Uh, it's uh, South Carolina. They uh, beat uh, fellow SEC foe Florida. I don't know if this means anything, but uh, maybe the SEC has finally arrived back as far as they being a uh, baseball uh, conference along with football and softball. The other thing, uh, folks, is July. It's the center recruiting period for, for basketball. Uh, KG and uh, myself will be out and about uh, checking out um, future college athletes, uh, both uh, boys and girls. Also, uh, July brings about uh, Media Day football, college football, which I know will be happening on a regular basis. Uh, I'll be getting in a couple of football media days, uh, the WAC, uh, which is being in Vegas this year from the 26th and 27th and 28th. Uh, the Big 12 is uh, in Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, 25th and 26th, and then the work on the 31st in Memphis. Conference USA? Uh, Conference USA. You going to that, aren't you? Are you going to that? Oh, well, yeah. I'll, I'll be there. It's in Memphis. Yeah, I mean, you got to represent Price of right, sir? Well, you know, there's a, a couple of magazines that have said that U of H is put to won a couple of games this year. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, and I'm going to take put off my put down my media hat and put on my Cougar alumni hat. I hope uh, I expect big things from my coach Summer and the football team this year. Uh, Twelve game schedule. I've seen some apparently some publications have already predicted Cougars go eleven one. Apparently, some people already believe that their toughest opponent on the schedule is the first game against UCLA. UCLA ran all over U of H last year. Biggest question for me has been my question for U of H football for years now. Defense, can they stop somebody? Can they especially stop the run? We'll see. I respect Coach Sumlin. I respect for who's the defense coordinator name? You know what I'm talking about. Coach Brian, I can't think of Brian's last name. Yeah. But um, it all comes on defense. Case Keenum is going to be the quarterback once again. The offense will be high part. The offense will not miss a beat. But if the offense has to score 55, 60 points win basketball, the football games, that's not what I, that's not what I want to see. I want to see U.S. football win Conference USA. Coach Brian Stewart is his name. I want to see U.S. football get into the top 25 and stay there. Get to the top 15, hang around the top 10. I would love to see the football team this year become uh, BCS busted. You know, and I, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a basketball guy, but I know enough about the BCS. Know as much garbage. I know it needs to be changed. That's my opinion. What I, you know, what if you want to add two cents on that? Well, feel free because that, that's a whole other discussion, whole other podcast. That, that is true because uh, this year realignment starts uh, with the new Big Twelve, uh, the, the little little twelve team. So everyone call them well, the little twelve and the the Big Ten twelve. And that's pretty much what it is, folks. I mean, you, you're talking about Nebraska moving off to uh, the, which is now will be called the, uh, big, the new Big Twelve. Um, no, it's this the Big Ten. Well, it's got twelve teams. There'll be division, and somewhere along the way, they will be introduced as the new Big Ten, the Big Twelve. Uh, just because uh, now we have the uh, the ten teams that are left. 
uh, which would be a home and home situation and no division, and everybody would play. Uh, don't know how the rivalry and all would in, in the new Big 12 10. Well, the new Big 10 12 and new Big 12 10. And that's, what, that's what they are. But, and you say hello to the new Pac 12. Now, that, folks, will be. And all the people? That, that will be interesting. The new, the new Pac 12, the new Big 10 12, and the new Big 12 10. Because. And the 17 team Big East in basketball. Well, that's true. That would, now, that will be. TCU starts that next year, right? Uh, 12? Yeah. 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 Because uh, Utah was going to be why you were the only two teams that left. See, folks, check that out. See, I can talk some football. See, you know, I'm not, no, I'm not just a basketball guy. I, I you know, I. I'm a Mr. College Sports Report over here, like the Fifth World Wildcat, but I, I do try to get my son in the pool of other sports as well. Yeah. Well, folks, you know, it's, it's been a good day. Uh, try and make it a good week and have a safe and uh, happy holiday. Uh, the fourth, uh, we all know that uh, there's a no burn, uh, no burn situation. So please, please, do not. Just do that. You know, just barbecue, take care of that, but don't go the other route with the fireworks and all. Exactly. And to wrap it up, you, you are once again? I am Shiftwater Wildcat. I am uh, a part of the King Arthur Productions crew. We uh, produce uh, concerts and all. Uh, we also have a online and print presentation of the A King Size View. Online, www.kingsizeview.com. I am the College Sports Reporter. My College Sports Report appears in the King Size View and eblog, www.aksvcsr.blogspot.com. And I am KG of the Houston Round Ball Review. Check out my website, www.houstonroundballreview.com. You can also uh, see my Houston Round Ball Review fan page on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter as well. And please follow me. I'm going to need some companionship during this summer of no NBA basketball. So talk about so please follow my tweets at uh, twitter.com. Handle is hashtag is... T-H-E-H-R Review. Once again, that's T-H-E-H-R Review. And to wrap it up, we hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always, be true, be cool, and do more.